Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, August the 9th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we are still in year C, proper week 15, which is the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, we like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. And this week of the church's calendar year, and there's a couple Psalms this week, but I chose Psalm 80. We're going to do verses 1 and 2, and then verses 8 through 19. So let me read that passage a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 80 verses 1 and 2 and then verses 9 through 18. Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awaken your might, come and save us. You transplanted a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. Its branches reached as far as the sea, its shoots as far as the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its grapes? Boars from the forest ravage it, and insects from the field feed on it. Return to us, God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine. The root of your hand has planted. The sun you have raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down. It is burned with fire. At your rebuke, your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand the Son of Man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine on us, that we may be saved. This is the word of God for us. There's a neat textural feature in Psalm 80. We see this in other places like Psalm 78, which has the, the middle verse of all the Psalter, all 150 Psalms. So in the same way, in Psalm 80, verse 14, it says, Return to us, God Almighty, look down from heaven and see, watch over this vine. In this verse, uh, there's a, a letter that's usually raised in the text above all other letters in the uh, original Hebrew. And um, it's, it's the word ayin or the letter, the letter ayin in uh, Hebrew, which is like this idea of it being raised above, like the middle letter is raised above the line. It means like this visual image of God looking over his people. And I think that's the central idea of Psalm 80, this idea of God watching over his people. There's a couple of critical things in the anatomy of a confession. A confession needs uh, some sort of an admitting of guilt, but also an assurance that one's sins are going to be forgiven, right? Or they're going to be at least heard and understood. Um, someone has a space to share and a space to heal from the things that they're sharing. And those two th critical things are in Psalm 80. We, said, we, we think that something traumatic has happened for the occasion of this psalm. And if we have, you know, Isaiah 5 from yesterday in mind, we can see that something has uh, dramatically happened to both northern and southern kingdoms of Israel for this passage, right? 
Uh, just like in uh, Isaiah 5, it talks about how God planted this vineyard and this vineyard is now overrun because of Israel's disobedience, because they've turned away from God. Some of those notes are in this psalm as well. It talks about how uh, a vineyard has been overrun and boars from the forest come in and eat through the vines and stuff. And so there's this cry in verse 14 that God would watch over this vine, that God would not allow this vine to come to ruin. So perhaps the content from Isaiah 5 is in mind as they are approaching this tragedy. But there is a confession, a confession that um, Israel has not lived up to uh, something that it was required and, and asked to do according to the covenant. But even so, Israel is crying out with a a penitent voice that God would watch over them. And that God, as we see it towards the very end, that God would revive and restore. Verse 18, then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. And then verse 19, restore us, Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we might be saved. And so there, there is a confession in this psalm. We have fallen from a place where we know we should be. We've mismanaged our lives. Uh, we've we've got other we've got other commitments. We've turned our eyes away from focusing on you. Yet even still, we believe that you're going to be the merciful God who watches over us, who hears us, who prevents us from getting plunged into complete calamity. That you would revive us and that you would restore us. That's why I think it's important. And this is something the church has done from the very beginning of our worshiping life. We have these seasons, uh, and it's more you know, more steady in the season of Lent, where there's like a lowliness season, a season of 40 days of, of humbling ourselves before God as we approach Easter after Ash Wednesday, where we have these spaces where we just understand that as a people of God, we have not arrived. Like we are works in progress, and God is going to carry what he started with us all the way to completion. But a part of that completion process is this regular scheduled or not this a regular time we say we have forsaken you and we want to embrace you once more and we ask that you'd restore us that you would revive us and so that's what's important about prayer prayer has this critical piece of confessing our sins before god remember the prayer that jesus taught us to pray the disciples prayer the lord's prayer however you want to name it there is a sense of we have failed we um, we humbly lower ourselves before you, that you would forgive us and uh, that you'd restore us and that you would provide for us as we continue to go on this journey with you. And so what we have in I don't know, this, this uh, Psalm frames this day for us, this, this type of day for us, this type of prayer for us, where we can humble ourselves and say, God, we have experienced a setback in life because of our own decisions, but we pray to you as a God of mercy a God of grace, a God who forgives and restores. Therefore, we can confess to you, knowing that there is a space where we're going to hear the verdict of forgiveness once more from the cosmic judge of the universe. And that is good for our souls. It's the moral medicine that we need from time to time, knowing that we go through this pattern of brokenness, but then also healed again. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, we come for a God this morning who is eager to hear our prayers, eager to hear our confession, because there's this great promise in scripture that if we confess our sins, that we're going to be restored. It's when we conceal our sins that we come to further ruin. And so we have this God of grace who's before us this morning, who's eager to hear our prayers. And so there's going to be a space for us this morning as we turn to a time of prayer, allowing the souls to rise and meet God. 
that we can confess our faults and sins where we've fallen short, but we confess them to a God who's merciful. We will experience his mercy once more. We will be healed and we'll be empowered to continue to walk with our God. So with all those things in mind, let's, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess to you today that we need your help, and we thank you that we can be honest about our struggles, we can be honest about vices that continue to encumber our walk with you because you're a merciful God, you're a holy God, and when we confess them to you, we understand through the gospel that you forgive us, and we understand that there's not a, a, a power higher than you that would re-prosecute us in our sins, that we can go free. God, we desire for our souls to be free today, to be loose from shackles of habits and patterns and behaviors that wreck our life, that wreck the world around us. And so we're honest about them. Uh, we understand uh, that, that this is so serious that it cost your son's life so that we could be forgiven and restored. And so God say we celebrate our forgiveness and we dedicate to be your people. And so we pray that your grace would not only save us, your grace would also teach us, teach us to be a people of your very own, eager to do what is good. So God, we pray that the Spirit of God would give us a great eagerness today. So as we confess, may we rise higher, may we be high upon the rock, um, above um, the quagmires of sin and darkness that sometimes plague this world. I pray that we'd be free people and that our walk would be stronger because we've trusted in your forgiveness today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.